And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? You of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? gentlemen good morning good afternoon and good evening wherever you're at in the world i am jason your co-host with god and jesus christ at my side because they are the ones that are in charge they are the host with the most in the captain's chair they're at the wheel and they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life so welcome to his hard line it is friday may 5th 2023 it is may 5th cinco de mayo as a matter of fact cinco de mayo hey it's gonna be a good day today um so i want to say good morning to nancy and and rietta and i i was saying good morning to mary in the chat and i just it just dawned on me that she um when they listen in i believe they listen in on the uh, on a desktop computer and when you listen on a desktop computer let this be kind of a, a future reference for anybody else there's for some reason when you listen on a desktop computer on podbean it you could see the chat but you can't interact with it you can't they, for some reason podbean made that um made that capability uh with the technology making you uh incapable of commenting i don't know why so anyways um, let me go over here real quick. I accidentally hit a wrong button. I meant to go live on Clout Hub, and then it completely, I hit the wrong button and, and pushed stop streaming. So let me fix that for a second real quick. Um, I feel bad for anyone over there listening. They're like, hey, what happened? All right, start streaming. There we go. So, all right. So I started streaming there on Clout Hub for anybody over there that's looking to uh, listen live. Sorry about that. Nothing. You didn't really miss anything. 
But anyway, so yeah, I got a message from Mary because like I said, I didn't realize that um, I forgot, I should say that <laughs> they, they couldn't. So what I said that is I have a telegram post that always says going live, going live, going live. So if for whatever reason you're on listening to Podbean on your desktop and you can't comment, um, you can go over on the telegram page, the his hardline telegram page under the post that says going live and I will see your comments there. Um, but yeah, same thing goes for anybody that also goes and comes on, on, you know, on the show, like Kirk tried doing a few, uh, about a month or so back, he was on his desktop and for some reason it would not allow him. Well, I shouldn't say for some reason, we now know the reason, but Podbean wouldn't let him be a live guest. So there you go. So, uh, anyway, so, but good morning to everybody here. My lovely, lovely wife just joined in on the chat. I love it. You know, what's interesting guys. My wife never listens to podcasts. But she listens to this one, which I think is great. Let me turn down the, I got, hold on, I got chimes going off in my other computer here. Let me just turn that down because that's very annoying. Uh, if it'll let me, hmm, how do I mute? You know, Telegram gets very confusing sometimes. Let's see, how can I mute this? I guess I can't mute it. I don't know. Okay. So, I think maybe I can mute it. Let's see here. Minimize. Uh, disable notifications maybe there we go i don't know so anyway so good morning hope everybody's doing well so let's get right into the reading um like i said my goal here is to be done by 9 a.m i'm trying to focus on more of the family here because it's my three-day weekend this was actually a day i was debating about working a little bit of extra uh just to bring in a little bit of extra money because satan's been getting in my little brain space trying to think make me think hey jason you need to make some extra money uh, because you have a trip coming up, you got this coming up. You're gonna want some ex, you know, extra spending cash, and uh, you know what? I almost succumbed to it, guys. And then I had to have Destry speak a little truth to me, um, because I was, you know, you know how our iron sharpens iron. And so I texted him. I said, Destry, I need you to speak some, you know, sense into me here. I said because there's part of me that feels like I have to work an extra day just to bring in a few extra bucks. And basically what he said to me, <clears throat> he says, you can always make money. And I knew this, like, it's nothing new to me, right? Like I already knew this. He says, but you can always make money. Family is only once and time is not kind. Haven is growing up fast and will soon be making her own way in the world. And time with family is precious and not replaceable. And of course, guys, I already knew this, right? Like I, we did a show on this, but like I said, Satan likes to get in people's headspace and make you think other things to try to bring you down and that's kind of what we're going to get into the next show uh which is satan's number one target which is your mind so anyways so without further ado let's get right into the reading we're going to be reading out of genesis chapter 45 um <clears throat> excuse me and uh let me make sure i got everything i need over here i do let me take a sip of coffee i just freshly brewed it with my french press coffee maker a new one because i broke the other one in the sink so shattered that glass all over the place Ah, that's good coffee. I buy this stuff called um, Magnum Coffee. It's a local place. It's like, in fact, the the factory that makes Magnum Coffee is literally right up the road from me. I could literally go to the factory, and they have a little drive-through window where you can actually buy it right there. So good. Yeah, it's really good. Good Michigan coffee. Okay. Ooh, that one burnt going down. Ooh, that was a hot sip. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. So let's get into the reading here. 
All right, chapter 45, we're going to, again, we're, we're, we're coming down to the last few chapters of Genesis. Big book. So this is called The Truth Revealed, and it reads, Joseph could no longer restrain himself in the presence of all of his attendants, so he cried out, Have everyone withdraw from me, so no one attended him, attended him when he made himself known to his brothers. But his sobs were so loud that the Egyptians heard him, and so the news reached Pharaoh's house. I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could give him no answer, so dumbfounded were they at him. Come closer to me, Joseph told his brothers. And when they had done so, he had said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for having sold me here. It was really for the sake of saving lives that God sent me here ahead of you. The famine has been in the land for two years now, and for five more years, cultivation will yield no harvest. God therefore sent me on ahead of you to ensure for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives in an extraordinary deliverance. So it was not really you, but God who had me come here and he has made me a father to Pharaoh, Lord of all the, all his household and ruler over all land of Egypt. <clears throat> Hurry back then to my father and tell him, thus says your son, Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me without delay. You can settle in the region of Goshen where you will be near me. You and your children and children's children, your flocks and herds and everything that you own, I will provide you for you there in the five years of famine that lie ahead so that you and your household and all that yours will not suffer want. Surely you can see for yourselves and Benjamin can see for himself that it is I who am speaking to you. Tell my father all about the high position in Egypt and all that you have seen, but hurry and bring my father down here. Then he, drew, then he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept on his shoulder. Joseph then kissed all his brothers and wept over them, and only then were his brothers able to talk with him. The news reached Pharaoh's house. Joseph's brothers have come, and Pharaoh and his officials were pleased. So Pharaoh had told Joseph, Say to your brothers, this is what you shall do. Lord up, load up your animals and go without delay to the land of Canaan. There, get your father and your household and then come to me. I will assign you the best land in Egypt where you will live off the fat of the land. Instruct them further. Do this. Take wagons from the land of Egypt from your children, for your children and your wives and bring your father back here. Do not be concerned about your belongings for the best in the whole land of Egypt shall be yours. The sons of Israel acted accordingly, and Joseph gave them the wagons as Pharaoh had ordered, and he supplied them with provisions for the journey. He also gave to each of them a set of clothes, but to Benjamin he gave 300 shekels of silver and five sets of clothes. Moreover, what he sent to his father was 10 donkeys loaded with the finest products of Egypt and another 10 loaded with grain and bread and provisions for his father's journey. As he sent his brothers on their way, he told them, do not quarrel on the way. So they went out from Egypt, came to the land of Canaan, to their, land, to their father Jacob. And when they told him, Joseph is still alive. In fact, it is he who is governing all the land of Egypt. He was unmoved, for he did not believe them. But when they recounted to him that all that Joseph had told them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to transport him, the, the spirit of their father Jacob came to life. Enough, said Israel. My son Joseph is still alive. I must go and see him before I die.
and that is the reading of Genesis chapter 45, verses 1 through 28. What a great story. What a great, great story. Oh, man, that is so cool. I love that. That is such a wonderful story. Um, let me just read some of the comments here. I always like to kind of go back and forth and read the comments from one screen to the next here. So we got Don. Wow, Donnie's in the house. It's pretty early. I thought uh, he'd be sleeping because I know if it wasn't for me doing this show, I'd still be sleeping. And it's 8 o'clock over here in the, on the East Coast. And Donnie and Rietta, they're over there on the West Coast. We got cheer for Brandon. Good morning. Mag, Maga Grandma Ann. Good morning. We got Leslie Liberty. Good morning. Again, my beautiful wife. Good morning. Nancy. Good morning. And of course, Rietta and Mary, Keith, and their little dog, Trixie. Good morning. And so uh, let me go to the comment section real quick in Telegram because I promised I would. Mary Schaefer says, happy day to you and yours. Well, thank you, Mary. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And let's see, Rietta was saying, coolest story about alarms. Over 20 years ago, I asked the Lord to wake me up. He has been faithful. I haven't used an alarm clock for over 20 years. Wow, I should do that. I hate waking up to alarms. They are the worst. I hate waking up to alarms, especially with their annoying. Eh, eh, eh. I hate it. Absolutely cannot stand it. That's pretty cool. And then she continues to say, she goes, I thought back then if I can trust him with the big things, I'll trust him with the little things. So every morning, I know it was his doing that I wake up. I love it. Wow. That's actually really amazing. I think that's really, really cool. I like that. So anyways, um, so we're going to get into the summary here in just a minute. But yeah, just real quick, just want to let you know, guys, you know, <clears throat> man, you know, Satan is a little son of a gun. And I'll share more of that on the other side of the show, uh, on the next show, because that really has everything. That's going to tie a lot of uh, tie a lot in with kind of what I've been seeing and experiencing my wife and I and others, too. You know, there's definitely without a doubt. See, people, <laughs> when I explain this kind of spiritual warfare and how this type of thing is a real thing. And like, you know, like I said the other night. You know, my wife has seen shadowy apparitions that are, I, we believe, to be demons. You know, because, listen, if you die and you're a good spirit, you're a good soul, you're going, you're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. You know, you're not stuck here on the earth to roam around. Now, you got these little demons that roam the earth and patrol the earth with Satan, right? And they, they, they cloak themselves as, like, familiar spirits, as we know it as. And they try to make themselves known as somebody that you are familiar with, somebody that passed away. And then they end up kind of wreaking havoc in your life a little bit. And that's kind of what's happened to me, especially since 2013, since the death of my stepfather, when he committed suicide. It's been a very interesting journey uh, since 2013. I mean, it's been 10 years that we've been dealing with this kind of thing. But we finally, you know, I don't want to say we finally have a beat, but let me tell you this. We know how to contend with it a little bit further. But just when we figure out, you know, how to, you know, fight it. They end up, again, because, again, demons, if you look up the word demon in etymology online, you know, etymeonline.com, I believe is what it is, where you look up the etymology of words. Demon, I forgot what the, what the root word of the, uh, or the Latin word is, demonis or demenus. I forgot what the word is, but if you look up the definition of that, it means the intelligent one below God. So God is the ultimate one that it knows all things. Demons are just as smart, but not as smart as God. And they're very cunning, too. And they, they wait for the opportune times to attack you. 
they're you know and so anyways but yeah we'll get into it on the other side because uh it's a very very interesting uh nine minute clip that i'm gonna play um <clears throat> that i found actually not that i found excuse me a nine minute clip that was emailed to me by somebody that i seek often about wise counsel as rietta calls it here <clears throat> which that's exa exactly what it is i have a group of people that i seek counsel from much older than me too some of them some of them who have been in uh the marines and and special forces uh, and people that really know what's been going on and and they know the reality of this war and so i seek counsel from them they're good good men good men so um let's get into the summary though on this so with genesis 45 that chapter is filled with revelations and it begins with joseph revealing his identity to his terrified brothers it ends with those brothers revealing that their father's beloved son joseph is not dead and that he is a living you know he's living as a ruler in egypt and so while the events of genesis are factual this passage also serves as an example of excellent storytelling because genesis 45 provides the emotional payoff that has been building over the last several chapters and joseph unrecognized by his 10 older brothers when they arrive in egypt to buy grain has chosen not to reveal himself to them but instead joseph had tested them both providing generously and treating them harshly as well so joseph's ultimate goals have not yet been stated so in this passage and later we'll learn that his intent was to provide for his extended family. All we have seen in the text though so far is Joseph's struggle to keep his emotions in check because he had to keep, you know, excusing himself and weeping. And then he had to conduct himself, compose himself before he got back into the public eye of everyone. And so that was especially true when seeing his younger brother, Benjamin. And so when Judah makes an impassionate plea begging to sacrifice himself to save Benjamin, Joseph's emotions spill over. And so at this point, Joseph is a powerful Egyptian official, so he struggles to maintain a level of public dignity. He sends all his servants out of the room, left alone with his brothers, and he begins to sob loudly and uncontrollably. And this weeping is loud enough that the men he sent out of the room hear it anyway. And so finally, he blurts out his identity, and the brothers are you know, dumbstruck. They're dumbfounded. And to convince them, Joseph tells them that he is the one that they sold into slavery all those years ago. And already guilt-ridden over their crime, Joseph's brothers would have been astounded and terrified. But in this situation, they naturally would have expected to suffer Joseph's vengeance. But instead, Joseph rushes to assure them that God was ultimately in control of sending him into Egypt as a teenager. And what they did with evil motives, God allowed for the good of their family and the world. Amen. And so Joseph had clearly spent many years processing his many struggles, and he had reached the remarkable conclusion that God's intent was to make him a ruler in Egypt and save, to save them all from famine. And so Joseph is urgent to see their father Jacob. He immediately begins to urge his brothers to return to Canaan, pack up their father and all they own, and move to resettle in Egypt. But when Pharaoh learns about the situation, he seems joyful. And he also commands Joseph to provide for his family. And he seeks to reassure them that they will be given the best of the land of Egypt. Now, in addition to all this, he commands wagons to be sent back to Canaan to carry back the family and all they own. And Jacob's sons are then loaded up with the gifts and money and donkeys. And, you know, they were all meant to serve as evidence that the story the brothers will tell is true. And Joseph is alive and Jacob will be asked to move the family into Egypt to survive the famine. 
And so as one might expect, Jacob nearly doesn't survive this good news. And his son, he thought was 20 years dead, is not only alive, but he's also an immensely powerful man. You imagine getting that kind of news when you think you're one and, you know, your, your oldest is, is deceased and gone. And you live with that truth in your mind for 20 years. And then not only are you get told 20 years later, something is contrary to that truth. But then you're also, you know, <laughs> then you're also told, oh, not only is he alive, but he also runs the country. What? Yeah. And so through a medical ec- episode or I guess some kind of simple shock, Jacob's initial reaction is kind of stunned into silence. And so finally, though Jacob is convinced God has blessed him with the return of his long lost son and agrees to plan to move to Egypt. And he's determined to see Joseph before he dies. Wow. What a great story. That's a cool story. I like that story a lot. Such a good story. So, you know, it just goes to show you though, excuse me, just goes to show you that when you're going through a a crazy situation, kind of like what Joseph did, right? Getting sold into slavery, dealing with what he dealt with for the many years before he ended up becoming a servant to Pharaoh. And then, you know, being told, you know, the Pharaoh being told that, hey, Joseph has a very unique capability of discerning and accurately uh, deciphering a dream. And then he does so, Joseph does so, right? And then all of a sudden he just out of nowhere just becomes, whoo, you know, <laughs> basically one step below the king of Egypt. I mean, he basically is like the governor in a way, right? It's amazing. So it just goes to show you that, you know, sometimes the trials and tribulations that you think you're going through in your own personal life, you think it's the end all be all, right? And sometimes you might go through those trials and tribulations for quite some time. And you think to yourself, damn it, is this ever going to end? Am I ever going to come out of this hell that I'm living in? Why am I being chosen to be punished? And then you sometimes, you know, it might be so bad where you might cry out to God and you might ask God, like, God, did I do something to really tick you off? What did I do? Why am I being tested? Why does it feel like I'm constantly being punished? Why does it seem like I have no favor in my life? But then when the time comes, God takes all those things, right? The test, the trials, the tribulations, right? As my buddy at work calls it, the one that's going through his marital issues, the one that's been cheating on him blatantly in his face. He's said himself, I feel like this is an assignment God has sent me on. Because God uses these situations to purify, right? to purify, and to forge the metal, right? It's a purification process through fire. And when that time comes where God lays his divine hand in our lives and he blesses us in ways we never even imagined, we look back on the trials, right, and the hardships, And we look back on that and we're like, okay, okay, God, now I understand. Thank you for that path. Thank you for that journey. I understand it. I didn't see it then, but I understand it now. 
I mean, if you've read the book of Job, <laughs> that guy out of anybody has dealt with hardship upon hardship upon hardship and then got blessed like miraculously and then some by God at the end. But Job went through hell and back. Why? Because Satan was given the permission to, well, pretty much bring hell on earth in Job's life. But God kept saying, just spare his life. Do not lay a hand on him when it comes to taking his life. Rietta was saying, if your friend hasn't read the book of Hosea, then have him read it. In fact, he has. In fact, that's what keeps, keeps him going is the book of Hosea. Yeah, that's a good book, by the way. But anyway, so let's, uh, let's close this out with a prayer real quick. I'm going to say the same prayer because this is out of Psalms um, 26. I actually posted it on Telegram, and I like it so much. I want to read it today after this show and then on the next show because I think it's that important. So, and if anybody has any additional prayer you want to put in the chat, please feel free, and I will read it. You know I do. So, again, this is a prayer for the end of the show, Psalm 26. It's a prayer of innocence. It says, Judge me, Lord, for I have walked in the integrity in the Lord I trust. Excuse me. Judge me, Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. In the Lord I trust. I do not falter. Examine me, Lord, and test me. Search my heart and mind. Your mercy is before my eyes. I walk guided in your faithfulness. I do not sit with worthless men, nor with hypocrites do I mingle. I hate an evil assembly. With the wicked, I do not sit. I will wash my hands in innocence so that I may process around your altar, Lord, to hear the sound of thanksgiving and recount all your wondrous deeds. Lord, I love the refuge of your house, the site of the dwelling place of your glory. Do not take me away with sinners, nor my life with the men of blood, in whose hands there is a plot their right hands full of bribery, but I walk in my integrity. Redeem me. Be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. In assemblies, I will bless the Lord. Amen. And that is the book of Psalms 26. I like that one. And then Rietta says, uh, in addition to the prayer, Father, heal the marriages and broken relationships Lord, keep us all from anger and bitterness as we are attacked by the enemy more than ever. Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Let us be filled with love, grace, and mercy towards all. We love you, Lord. And I'm just reading some more here. Just want to make sure to see if this is. And, and we just want to say, um, and then, oh, here we go. And then we also pray. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And then we pray for MAGA, Grandma Ann. Her mom is also in hospice dealing with cancer. We pray, God, for her mom, Maggie Grandma Ann's mom, mother, who is in hospice. <clears throat> it sounds like she's been dealing with a very, very struggling battle with cancer. All we can pray right now, Lord, is if for whatever reason you can't deliver a miracle to... <clears throat> oh, she says, not my mom. Mom also in hospice cancer. Well, anyways, but whoever this is, we just pray that they don't have any, you know, they don't have any um, pain, right? 
that they don't have any pain. And, you know, mm-hmm. if there's no miracle to be delivered, um, we just pray, uh, you know, we just pray for, for, uh, just again, no pain. And then also for Lily who passed away with liver disease. So we pray for Lily that you have welcomed Lily into your kingdom and that they're finally home and enjoying the presence of you and Jesus Christ and the wonderful warm light that I can only imagine in my dreams what that must feel. And so we pray for also special intentions and for the quiet prayers that lie in everybody's hearts that don't want to speak out today, might be too shy or a little apprehensive. We just pray for all the hidden prayers that are in people's hearts. As long as they are righteous, please let them be fulfilled. And we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. So let's close out this show. And then we will be right back on the other side for episode 532. This concludes episode 531. Again, this was Genesis chapter 45 and the summary. All right. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you on the other side. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Thank <laughs> you.